1: Yeah, all I mean, yeah, I mean, let's stay together, money, your are green. It's your favorite morning show, that caffeine. Doc, tell him I'm sick, need he vaccine, call him Top Shotter. Down at Fiji, drinking copper, it's nothing to push your bands like Spraga. Rhea, she can tell you, smooth like a smooth real soon. On these heads, like v dow that soon, don't be a bad boom You freaking monkey, going apes for this bread, there's bananas on me. Hey, shouts to Ron C, they gon' see you in a minute I'm poppin' like a Xanax, watch me like a Zenith Menace, but only with this rap thing Get it, live it. goons get the simit Rip they go brr, so I get the rivet Thing go brr, 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 that's my money machine Excuse me, Martin Luther, ay, hey, I'm livin' my dream Just in a different world, you can call me Kadeem, uh oh. I'm about nothing but cream, uh oh. Kids told me rap belong to the team, uh oh. West Coast, nothing in between, uh oh. Buck me in her leg, so drop dead. Heard what I said. If you ain't rockin' with the coast of Wat City, uh, off with his head. Now I'm to the bank laughing. Kanye love it, how I'm in my Kardashian. On oh, my Kardashian, Standing is. Standin' horse, my Ferrari is. Hey, they sleepin' on him. I'm Captain Z's Bugatti Lambo, on known him. <laughs> Lucas Cash on sticks, don't matter anyway. Every run is sick.
2: A.M. Caffeine Morning Show's in the building It's your boy DLC. Rhea B.A. by my side DJ Ron C. In the ones and twos What up? Smooth D. Still not here We haven't Have we located him yet? Rhea? He's on vacation I saw a, yeah, he's a pic vacation. He's on vacation? Yeah What kind of iron vacation? Cause you know When <laughs> you hit somebody They don't hit you back When you text somebody They don't respond That's They're usually locked up That's usually like a warrant Or nah, something And we know time. that he's had Not this time Cause he's had legal issues In the past so we think he's good? He's All good Alright, AM Kathy more the shows in the building Today You know, we try to always bring you Special guests At least once a week here And this guest that we have today Man, let me tell you When we start talking about Folks that Have contributed To the hip hop culture To the music industry And for me being from the West Coast, and you know, obviously, rap music and the culture started in in New York. So you start to, you know, hear about legendary folks that were behind the scenes. You know, if you're talking about Russell Simmons, or you're talking about Rick Rubin. When you start talking about those folks, and being from LA. You just had a certain vision of them Maybe of what you read of Maybe of what you've seen on screen But being from LA I was able to not only Hear about this cat But I actually Seen my man moving around the city Like he was actually The type of CEO A&R cat that you could find at any damn club in L.A. Never hiding. Was always out there doing his thing. The one and only legendary, as far as I'm concerned, Paul Stewart is in the building. And let me tell you...
3: That was nice. That was a, that I'm was a serious applause. Pop the collar. There
2: it is, DJP. Now, <laughs>
3: thank you, Roncy. Thank you, Ron C. There's so ready. many
2: things that I want to address and talk about. Let's do it with Paul Stewart. But back when he was just extremely out there in the music scene. Mm-hmm. Anytime you heard that Paul Stewart was having a damn party, let Mm. me tell you this. Mm. All the dips. I'm going to take you. I had to go with Honey Dip because you're in the building. All the dips (laughs) was at the party. It was three people that knew how to throw a damn party. Paul Stewart. Right. Shout out my man, Fred Johnson, Visionary Casting. That was because he was a casting agent, so he knew all the broads. Shout out. John Stockton from Def Jam. Who did promotion? When anytime I heard those three names, I knew the party was gonna be off the chain. <laughs> Paul Stewart, man, Paul, thanks for you know being our guest today on the AM Cafe Morning Thank Show. You.
3: Thank you for having me. I feel I feel special to be here.
2: There's so many things that what? folks don't, you may not know about Paul or folks behind the scene because you just see the artist, right? And you don't know the folks that actually paved the way for you to be able to enjoy what those artists do.
3: Plus, I'm a low-key guy I'm using, I, I need people like you To pa, to my horn well, I'm not gonna run around And, you know You've got how marvelous I am bra, You've gotten more
2: low-key As you've gotten older mm-hmm. I think I don't see you as much As Back then When you had a label And I felt maybe you had to Kind of Be out there a little more Maybe
3: Well, you know, I think um My whole My whole career In the entertainment industry I feel like I've been blessed You know And And uh, it's still evolving. So, you know, you were talking about the parties, oh wait till what I'm about to throw, because Cats right now ain't really doing it right, but to me, to some extent, you right? Know what I mean, with LA, the party scene, you know what I mean? Right. It seems a little, you know, <laughs> weak. Yeah. You go to other cities and it's way from It's, but it's way popping. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, LA's a unique kind of market and stuff like that, you know, but like you said, I I threw the parties out of love for wanting to do them. It wasn't a business for me. Right. You know, and yeah, we had the women at at my parties (laughs) because that makes a good party, you know, that's not going to change. Right. In fact, I'm casting uh, 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 a Buster Rhymes music video right now for the young ladies to want to. Oh. Submit Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> what, what? 500, that's submit. $500 For Christmas money Right hey, no. and, and what I'm type happy. of submissions Are we taking <laughs> Oh boy <wait. laughs> Well there's several roles There's like a uh, There's like a Model-esque role Right That's gonna be like Body painted And gonna be kinda like You know And then there's like A uh, a dancer role it was funny my man said she needs to know how to make a clap not with her hands right <laughs> right so there's that uh and then there's uh the baller chick the one that all the girls want to do she just looks real hot right smokes a cigar and you know the so, boss the boss chick so
2: th- this casting is happening when paul
3: right now right my, now go to my instagram paul underscore djp underscore we can talk about a lot of old stuff but yeah i got i I Uh, know i mean i
2: i I, of course i want to give him the history but i know there's you have so many things going on currently that i want to discuss yeah so ron c real quick here's what i want to do let's get into a mix okay play some joints come back and we're gonna rock with paul stewart the am caffeine morning show paul stewart you guys better sit strap on man because it's a he's about to drop a lot of gems that folks don't know about. And Kathy Morning Show's in the building. Let's go around. Once no, it's
4: here, man, we're gonna go West Coast, cause I'm a West Coast cat. Let's go.
2: Let it go.
5: Go double G No You know what I with the D-R-E All, yeah, I'm burning it up DPGC, you should be turning it, it up CPT, LBC, yeah, we hooking back up And when they bang this in the club, baby, you got to get, 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 get up. up Cause get homies, up. thug, homies, yeah, they giving what it up, up. Low life, yo life, boy, we living what it up. What what up. up Taking chances while we dancing in the party for sure Slip my girl a 44 when she crap in the back door Chickens looking at me strange, but you know I don't care Step up in this Why? just a swank in my head Trick, quit talking, walk if you're down with the set Take a bullet with some grip and take the smoke on the jet Out of town, put it down for the father of and if you happen to get cracked, shut tr- your yeah, track. Yeah, Come yeah, back, get back, get back. That's the part of success. If you believe in the S, you'll be relieving your stress.
0: It's the one and only D. R. E. With the DO double G, straight off the killer.
5: With so much drama in the LBC, it's kinda hard being Snoop DO double G. But I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass hits like every single day. May I? Kick a little something for the G's And make a few ends yeah. as I breeze through Two in the morning and the party still jumping Cause my mama ain't home I got some freaks in the living room getting it on And they ain't leaving till six in the, six morning. In the morning So what you gonna do? <laughs> I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too So turn off the lights and close the door But, but what? we don't love them no. Yeah. So we gon' blow a house to this G's up, freeze up for a second Now bounce to this
6: Rolling
0: on Laid back With my mind, on my money and my money so on Laid back With my mind, on my money in my money Now Get your morning started the right, right With the am, AM caffeine morning. I don't have nothing. <laughs> smacking, slacking, it's two revolvers, see we smoking, going horn Cause the b- ain't ever to me, and b- stake seller So I never let it get to me, the sh- to me is simple It relies on credentials, we credible individuals Ahead of you, we original, better known as criminals Thugging off on the serial, killing them on the radio Some of them want to hate them they can't see me lower, here we go again. The jealousy took you over success. Just keep it slower, wow. You get nothing, we keep getting lower. Pump, pump the jam, drop, drop the top. Hit, hit the switch, smash down the block, and no weird slow Beach So you know when you see it. And don't never get the wrong idea. Yeah. What? How? I don't want anybody to
4: get the wrong idea about me. I don't have nothing to hide. I want the
5: See. I'm a gangster, gangster Gangster, do your dance, yeah, like gangster, wave your hand
0: The right way with the AM Caffeine morning Show.
4: I got like him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got him. drippin' like water. him. I got him. Like no. I got him. Like I got him. Uh, like I got him. Like yeah. I got drippin like him. I I got
3: I gotta handle meth merchant,
0: shipping and handling your last supply. Time to get up and wipe the eye boogers <laughs> out of my eye. What y'all trying to buy, Pippa? You know it's kind of dry. I <laughs> Only got a couple of pies left to last me through the year. Ooh. Ice cream candy. Ooh. What it do? Man, this be coming in handy. Ooh. It's real walkie-talkie. I got that from the DBs, my cousin. Ooh, work nerd, work. If you want if it, I gotta get up in the cockpit. He he about your grip. Devour any cow or sour. Slippery at the lip. Be stuck, suck up to none. Don't be no sucker. Be a block monster, be a mother. Mother. Real we'll do with my Spanish If it ain't about no good partner, you can vanish mm. Don't get put up in your place Give me 40 feet and a I'm ounce of
4: space down. You want I got mm. like water.
5: Mm. You You know I got that candy I got like water. Yeah you want
0: We started the right way with the AM Cafe Morning Show. You better ask somebody. And will I do dirt, dirt? Nobody move, nobody get hurt. I'm the
6: type of girl that's down for money. I love-
2: Caffeine Morning Show. That was Ron C's In Your Meal. Quickie Mix brought to you by Confections Cupcakes, ConfectionsCupcakes.com. Forget about sprinkle cupcakes, man. Confections Cupcakes for hard to paint. He was putting it down, too. Yeah, Ron C, that's pretty good. We're going to keep you around. Just one more day. One more, one more day. AM Caffeine Morning Show special guest today, man, the one and only legendary Paul Stewart in the building. So, P, let's get into it. Okay. How's a white kid from Baldwin Hills,
3: California getting to this hip-hop thing, man? Man. Well, first, I guess being a white kid from Baldwin Hills, California had a little something to do with it. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I was, like we were talking about earlier, by the time I left Baldwin Hills Elementary, there were only, like, two white kids in the school. <laughs> so there weren't no white people in, in that part of And that was the nice part of Crenshaw. Like, that's above the jungles if you don't know L.A. or whatever, right? So Oh, wait! Right, so I lived all in, you know, I just refer to it as Crenshaw. Right. You know, when you drive up my street, you say you're entering the Crenshaw District. You know? Right. <laughs> of course, I lived in Baldwin Hills, you know, the Dons. Right. You know, we had a nice view. Uh, there was a black judge and a black brain surgeon on my block grow- growing up. And I lived right above the jungle. So, you know, you get a diverse kind of outlook on life when you're around that environment. Yeah. You right. Know? And uh, I got exposed to black music very young. You know what I mean? So, and all kinds of music. My brother was into rock so I was listening to that and then I was listening to I used to buy 45s at the warehouse right there on La Brea uh, you know and uh, then um, I started hanging when I was in high school I started hanging out with some cats from the neighborhood and they were putting me up on like Cameo and uh, and all that and I started really getting into Were uh, your parents musical? Not at all you, So you, there, there was like not real music that My you were dad, hearing in the house really? Oh. My dad was an engineer, and they liked, like, country music. Like really? Folk. My mom was into, like, folk music. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> ooh, it was rough.
6: Were like, your parents cool with the people in the
4: neighborhood? Like they? Oh,
3: yeah, they, yeah. They're... Well, you asked how I ended up there. Uh, my dad bought the house at, like, the height of the white flight because he was a cheap <laughs> right, right, but uh, so they weren't like all hipsters in the black culture, like liking jazz or something like that. But <laughs> right, right, right. but they was not racist at all. You right, know? and my mom was real liberal, and my dad was just like a real kind of like you know. Uh, Nerd, just kind of a super smart like cat, you know. And uh, I learned a lot of. He really installed like the hard work ethic in me and everything like that. So it was it was strange, definitely. Like you know, it was a different because my my household was super white, right? And, and I mean, like you know. <laughs> so I, I think it really worked in my favor though, you yeah. right? I mean? so Absolutely. You, later get, you on, got both sides. That's I think why I was successful. I could go to any hood, swap me, any party, be you the know, only white person, feel completely at home, and right go in the boardroom with all white people, and you know, and feel at home too. You know oh, what, what I mean? I feel like. Out of my element or anything, you know. Right. So right. I could wear both hats. Right. Still do, you know. So, Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I started DJing when I was in college. And uh, and you went to college where? I went to Sonoma State. I okay. Went to the Bay Area. I used to buy my records at Leopold's in Berkeley and right. Bobby G's in the city. And, you know, so. Um, you know, I just, I went up there and then I, re- it, I really, got into mu- really got into music up there. I was DJing and throwing dances and, and booking groups and buy a 12-inch buyer at the record store. And I didn't even realize I was, like, prepping myself for a career in the music industry. I didn't right. even have any idea there were careers in the music I was just doing... What just you do love. Music. music. Right Right And uh, So and when then, you
4: go, When yeah. you went to college What did you go Photography what? Photography
3: I, at, at Venice High There was this great Photography teacher And I fell in love with that And that was like My uh. first visual My first creative love And then I was already really Loving the music But you know Not as deep into it Right And then I realized When I went to school I wasn't that good At photography <laughs> It was okay <laughs> Your photos were kind of right, right. a Right bit. All <laughs> these cats from the class got to like Big art schools Everything My pops wasn't paying For that anyway Right So that wasn't have. <laughs> No, but even at my little school, I wasn't the best. And I right. wasn't even at art school, so I was like, uh, you know. But I just gravitated to the music, you know. And that always gave me a visual eye, and I picked a lot of big directors later right, and right. stuff, you know. And I think it helped me a lot, you know. But, uh, so when you finished college, so you are up there, you kind of getting right. your chops, learning more right. about music. When you finished right. college, then came, what, what? What was your next move? Oh well, I came back to LA and didn't have know what to do. I, I was back in Baldwin Hills, staying with my parents, and that wasn't that fine. wasn't the business no, at all. No, 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 they weren't having it. and uh, <laughs> Eventually, I got an internship at Arista Records, and I was working at a little record store, and I was still DJing, and my DJ thing started to pick up. And uh, you know, I interned and I, I got little jobs. And uh, who were you uh, interning for at Arista at the time? I remember um, who was Dean Porter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, in the retail side. You know? Okay. And then I got a job with Delicious Vinyl. You know, so I was working record stores and everything. Same yeah. thing. Right. And I was working Young MC's record. Shout and, out Marvin. Uh, yeah. Right. And Tone Loke's record and everything. And then, uh, uh, and then, and then I got a job with my Man Matt Robinson. He had a little company. And then uh, he, had, he, I was like the VP of ANR for like six months. Then he lost the label. Right? <laughs> so like, then I didn't have a job. <laughs> and I was all like thought I was gonna get a job. And nobody, nobody wanted to hire would hire you. Nah. And uh, which seems kind of. At that point, so now you're really understanding. Lack of vision on the record label side, right? Right, 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 right but uh, now I hadn't discovered anybody famous yet or anything really so no one really so
2: now so at this point you had lost a job yeah did you know what you wanted to do like was it like in your mind I want to help I want to find artists I mean did you have an idea what 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 you wanted to do not yet
3: not really I mean I was doing A&R for Matt at his label so I was kind of you know and I signed the Funky Town Pros which is a local favorite or whatever. but nah I was still figuring it out and then Curtis Harmon came to me as DJ at K-Day and he said I got this street promotion gig I don't know what that is you want to do with me <laughs> and I said, okay, sure, let's right, do it right. And so we started I started a street promotion company And I worked that record with Curtis And just Then I started doing everything for Tommy Boy Like De La, Queen Latifah You know, was working Cypress Hill And, and so I started doing street promotion And right. that led to the management And then I discovered a bunch of big LA artists And then, Who was I, the f- What was the first act that you managed? Uh, well, I, there was a girl named Vicky Calhoun who sang with Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I got her like a little demo deal. But really, it was House of Pain. I, 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 I got them their their record deal with Tommy Boy, and uh, and it was promptly fired. But you know uh, that didn't last long. And then and then I found the Far Side, which went a lot better. So I worked. With Absolutely. Them, right? So
2: now I want to get into that because yeah, yeah. I, I, of course, I'm very familiar with House of Pain. Right. But the Far Side for me, because. I grew up, we were all dancers in the dance scene, so I was right. cool with them when they were two for two before Ooh, they became right. the far side. Right. And to me, the far side is one of the most important groups on the West Coast because I feel they changed the landscape sure. of music from going from the quote-unquote gangster rap, which I hate to call it that, right. but what going start? from the NWA era into then when you had... Li- it became more of the hip hop culture it was to more me.
3: Diverse, so we had a fun side. Like, come on, we're not all like you know. We're not stickies. all doing that. Come exactly, on, everybody ain't banging. Come on, right? And they were the epitome of that. That's what they were talking about. That was right. their whole thing. That was their whole what they were about like hey we're not bangers you know right the girls passing us by we're in a little car you know you know we're not balling you know what i mean and so you know let's keep it 100 like that and i was always you know right after that i found coolio and he was on some same thing like i'm getting in the county line so i was always attracted to things that That were were real right Uh a little uh maybe different different you know a little appeal you know or whatever and uh so yeah no i I mean but the far side the fact that they're still so relevant today and all these kids like them, and it's come full circle yeah shows you that totally yeah like it's funny like there's a lot of things i've done but that's like the coolest still like even more now people come to me oh this dude discovered the far side and it's like you know that's like my cool card like right like right. you can say it you know this might be wack, that might be you can't really right. take that. you don't yeah, ever yeah, say yeah, that about yeah, the yeah, far yeah, side yeah.
4: How, how's your relationship with those guys oh great
2: so great good. great so p when you find crazy. the far side I'm cool Do with they both get far sides. Both yeah. far sides, yeah, yeah. right? Trey Love and Lip. Exactly. Yeah. Lip has
3: been up here. Yeah.
2: Did they did you have a demo?
3: What was, was the a, process? Well, when I first met him, we told the story it's hilarious. We was in a hotel room at like three in the morning under substances, probably, you know, they grow in the ground <laughs> or whatever, and definitely <laughs> like some alcohol and all that. And uh, and Razz-Caz right Razz-Caz. brings him up to the room, and uh, he was messing with Lano Brazil and, and uh uh uh, L.O. goes uh, rap. He goes, these are rappers. And he goes, rap for this dude. He gets people deals, pointing to me. <laughs> and he hadn't gotten anybody a deal I hadn't yet. House of Pain. In House, House of Pain. Right. right, right. Okay. But so it that was, it was funny because like Albie from there, from Tommy Boy's in the room. There's some people, but L.O. You know, shouted me out. Shouted you out. And right. they got in a little huddle, and they jumped out and they did your mama, which was the only song they had as the far side at that time. Right. They were two for two before. Right. And they started jumping on the bed and everything like that. And and we were, they were just kidding. we were dying. It was so hilarious. So, I remember the next day I was to my homie. I was like, were they that good or we just? That were, were, that right, right, just faded, right. 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 But um, so then back to LA, I met with them and eventually we shopped the demo. They were still, you know, I met with Jay Swift and everything and they had the three song demo which had Officer passing me by, and, uh, your and your mama. So the, obviously, those three songs make so the a lot of bizarre ride be, to the far side. Should be really mad at themselves for slept on the demo that had Passing me. Now, by. who
2: did you take it to? Pete to everybody? Or did you have a lot of relationships at label at this well, point? Well, I, I do want,
3: yeah, a lot. I do want to say that Jive wanted to sign them, and we were already like the guys were so burnt on the process, and I met Delicious. They were just like, let's just sign it, Delicious. We, it, the whole, thing, you know, they're not business guys. You know what I mean? Right, the thing, absolutely. The whole, kind of, the whole kind of like going through we negotiations and all that back and forth. We wanted to sign to Def Jam, but Def Jam wasn't feeling us. So, You know what, Tracy Waples came to our, our little one room. When, when I started managing the far side, I lived in a one room back house on Highland and Sunset. And when I started managing them, their manager who they had at the time, you know, was putting them up in an apartment and kicked them out because they said, well, we're going with this new dude. Right. So they all stayed in, in my your apartment? one bedroom back house. <laughs> and she came to Tracy Waples that uh, uh, came to visit us. Right. I remember they were enamored. They were no, like, Tracy was cute. And everybody wearing the Def Jam jackets. And we that was, just, was the whole thing. Like, if you had a Def no, Jam jacket, like, that was everything. Def Jam, that seemed like everything. But, P, you know? to be honest,
2: looking yeah. looking back at it, I don't think you get the same far side on Def Jam that you get with Delicious. You could well be right. I
3: mean, the first single didn't pop, so you never know. Some labels might have been like... Not even have thought about the, giving them the, a chance for yeah, another yeah, single. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think...
2: Was that the right decision Whoa. To put out that single Your mama Or would you have
3: gone With something else Man I never I never really look at Old decisions And try to like Go back Try to go yeah, back yeah, Right yeah, Who knows Who knows You know Sometimes I wonder If we had signed the jive what well, would have happened? Yeah, because I think even back then, Jive probably had more of an independent tribe. Mind. Had a tribe. Right, right. He was doing quite a job with Tribe Called Quest. Right, so right, right. They didn't really quite do Souls in them right, but you know they had that and everything. So it was kind. of I think like,
2: Soul's first album though, they did right. They did right, and yeah. then there was a change. Yeah. So now, P, so you have Farside. You had, you had already did House of Pain. You right. Find Coolio, Warren G, and Coolio Warren. were
3: next. Yeah. How does the Warren G thing happen? Well, you know, I was really lucky to meet John Singleton early in my career. I was I was still DJing, and I was DJing on the set of... I DJed on all these TV shows. I don't know if you remember, but I used to DJ for the set of The Fresh Prince TV show for, like, the first five seasons. And that led to, like, Martin. I did The Martin Show, and then I did Patti LaBelle show called Out All Night. So, so was, what he's saying is...
2: When you go to a taping I'm of a DJ TV show, he, audience, he right. DJs to keep the you know try to keep the energy up for right, the studio audience.
3: Right. It, they used to have stand-up comedians, and then and right. Benny Medina had the idea to use a DJ on Fresh Prince. Wow! I'm pretty sure it was like the first or one of the very first. Really? And he offered the job to Matt uh, Robinson, to Matt Robinson, and Matt said, "Nah, I'm too fly. I'm too busy. <laughs> but hire my little homie, right? DJP." And so that was. That changed the game for me. I met so many people. I DJed Will's first wedding and, uh, you know, yeah, but anyway, so, so I was DJing out all night and John Singleton came by the set. And we started talking and, and he's asking about what I do. And I say, yeah, I work for Ice Cube. I work for Street Knowledge. This is how long this ago was. It was in the 60s. Street Knowledge was in the hood. Right. Even right, imagine. Right. <laughs> right. I was in the what they call the dungeon where DJ Pooh used to be. There were right. like five employees. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I work for Street Knowledge, work for Cube. And uh, I managed the far side. So John was like, wow. He was in. Right. He was in. Uh-huh. He's like, I want you to come and run my label and music supervise my movies. So the first one was Poetic Justice. So my first movie, I'm working on a movie with two people. Hawk and Janet Jackson that's just, you know, crazy. Right Come on white boy, white boy from Cranshaw Does Come good Come on dude right. Yeah, right 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 So how long was it P from
2: that initial Meeting with John Singleton Until you actually Was like cemented And working Oh it was fast Was it It was pretty fast So now while you're Doing that Are you still managing these groups or did you kind of just no
3: no when i started thing with john i was like you know but i managed all these groups and he goes okay well i want to manage groups too so we were partners (laughs) Partners. in the management company and i had coolio he wasn't out yet i have far side and we met we're managing warren we found warren through the process of working on the Poetic Justice soundtrack. Because Warren, it's a famous story. Warren's been talking about it in all the interviews. It's real nice how he tells it. But, you know, it, it, when I was at the studio, he's like, hey, cuz, I got my own stuff. He's like pulling my <laughs> sleeve, you know. I said, okay, went out to my truck. We popped in the tape. And he plays Indo Smoke. Mm-hmm. Thank you Wha- for, for dropping that. Shout out uh, Mr. Grimm. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, he goes through the first verse and the hook, or the, you know, and I just ejected it at the hook, and I was like, gave it back to him. And he's looking at me crazy, like, "What?" Well, I'm like, "We're doing this. This is just a, that it was a done deal." Was, oh, yeah, my ear's solid. I know immediately. I hear something around the corner. A little bit of it, I know if it's a hit. Still, so so then you assign, so you, labels, you're, labels s- you're sleeping on me. I could be a great <laughs> AR stuff I'll take any jobs that are thrown my way too. So you signed Mr. Grimm
2: At that point We sign Mr. Graham And we start managing Warren Warren G as a producer Right Because we weren't really looking at him as a rapper Right So then when does the whole Like damn Warren can can actually Chris Lighty all of
3: R.I.P. Chris Lighty. Yes. Much respect and love to my brother Chris Lighty. He calls me and he goes, Who's the guy rapping in the second verse? And I was like, Oh, you mean uh Snoop's DJ, Dr. Dre's brother? <laughs> next thing you know, was, <laughs> he doesn't even have a name, no, really. Russell Simmons is calling me, next thing you know. And 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 the funny story about that was I was at Street uh I was at um John's Comedy, New Deal, and Russell calls me, and with that heavy lisp, and I had met him but didn't really know him. He said, Hey Paul, this is Russell, and I was like, yo, I thought it was one of my friends. Playing You're with like, you, like, BSing said, like, with you. I was like, I'm busy, man. Right. Like, I don't play basketball all day, every day anymore. Like, I'm, I got a real career now, you know. <laughs> I thought it was one of the little You start feeling it's feeling like, oh, uh, right. You start so- Russell out. <laughs> no, Paul, this is Russell. You know, oh, whoa, this is Russell. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, that was your first conversation, really, with Russell Simmons, I, definitely on the phone.
3: Well, I knew him. Like I said, he slept on the far side, and we had had some <laughs> little dealings. But it was kind of like, oh uh, yeah, I kind of know. So dude, that phone, I, you know, but I don't really mess. So with that me. phone call was about he was calling about Warren G. Yeah, and it led to me like opening up their West Coast office, and I became the senior VP of ANR for you know Def Jam West. Def Jam West, and yeah, they gave me my label PMP, which was the Street Promotion Company. So we right. It. So what what did you sign? Where I what? signed Montel Jordan. Okay, so was that the first artist that you signed for Def Jam West? Yeah, With to- Montel Jordan? Yeah, I told him about Domino. You know, they had signed Warren, you know, on my. Signed Warren, you know, right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was my management <laughs> client. That's right, Ron C. And, uh, <laughs> My favorite DJ, Ron C.
2: And, uh. How yeah. do you, how, so, how do you find Montel Jordan out Al, P? to John nothing, Singleton. I have nothing but the utmost respect for you. Right. But anybody who knows me, yeah, knows there's two songs <laughs> that you hate that I hate with a passion. With a passion. Well, look where his career went. Yeah. And one of them is Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. Well, and the second one... Hopefully it's not
3: mine. It's Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. Oh, okay, I could feel that. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> you know, all my, homie, all my homies have been like, Montel's whack. Nobody I knew would listen. We were in the Gangstar. You know what I mean? Like, we're like... What, what, like, what was it that made you just believe well, yeah, in I've, that? Well, I've always had a little bit more of a commercial here. And, and I've had both, you know, and so i seen this tall... You know, brother, that I knew girls would like, you know, mm-hmm. singing over, you know, Dre beats, right? Singing. And I was like, this is the new thing. Cause it was always like, you know, what, you know, everyone's starting to sing. The whole Mary J. Jodice thing was blowing up in New York. Right. We didn't really have the equivalent, you know, so much out here, you know. You know, Nate Dog was just starting and all that. You know what I mean? And, you know, So, when you did you take him to any other
2: labels, or you knew like because you were at Def Jam, you had to sign him there? The
3: story is really interesting because I met him because he was a fraternity brother of John Singleton. I met him when I was at New Deal Records. Okay. And he came in and sang, and I was like, hey, John, this dude's not bad. You should check it out or whatever. And, uh, you know, so we were checking him out or whatever. And then I left abruptly to go to Def Jam. And being the loyal. How did John Singleton feel about that? he, He. wasn't feeling that right. My good friend John That I messed with very <laughs> Right now not, Right now Was not feeling that At the time Right But um, uh, I'm a G I'm a loyal dude So I didn't want to sign I do not want to mess with him Because I met him Through John, John And right, you weren't right. at that And right, you weren't working right, With him anymore Right, right. Uh-huh. But then he started calling me And like John John's not taking my calls And I was like You know John's not Really serious about music Like that you Right. Know, I'm not there anymore And so He don't really have nobody And so Right No reason to just You know so hey, let's go. See, let's go like, over here. Yeah, right. With Russell, right. And then we, we flew out. To, we flew out to New York, and I remember we were. He was singing for like Andre and Chris Rock and, and Russell and like Russell's penthouse and everything had been like. You know, his mind was blown. I, I pushed a napkin in front of that dude's face right there. He would have signed it. Like, signed it <laughs> your, right. no, it, you know. But it was it was good, you know. And they were all they were all excited about him and everything. And you know,
2: that's that. Yeah. So.
3: Then well, after, I, I, but you know,
2: after all that piece, so then you get your own situation, which is so it was was it it was a PMP through Def Jam. Def Jam, so Def Jam funded the situation, or was it a partnership? What what, what was it? Business wise, that, that was
3: they were giving out what they called production deals at that time. So right. basically, you know, they fund everything, they approve everything, and they give you a couple points. It's kind of a vanity thing, right? And they build up your brand. So but they they own that, right? Yeah.
2: What was was the first artist that you signed on PMP? Was it Adriana Evans? Or am I wrong?
3: Well, after the Def Jam deal, eventually I got a deal at Loud Records for PMP. Okay. And what was under Loud? What did you sign uh, under Delinquent Loud? Delinquent Habits. Right. Adriana Evans. P I think
2: you were and it's obvious if, if you look at your career You were Ahead of my time on that. Of you. Yeah. you were so ahead of your time With Adriana Evans yeah. That scene Is believing Is my mother effing Joint to this day yeah. And I just th- You were so That was obviously before And I don't want to Put it was, it in the Neo soul But right, that was before right. Joe Scott It was right, That was before, was before all era, that uh, Yeah it was right the, Yeah
3: yeah Folks weren't ready yet For yeah, that Yeah yeah No there wasn't quite The outlets for it And this and that Yeah You know That's okay it's a, it's a, it stands the test of time No absolutely. I, put out, I put out an independent album With her a couple years later or, You know 10 years later That I think is great
2: No I thought she was yeah. I thought yeah. she was really dope yeah. So yeah. then you have Delinquent Habits You have a, uh, Adriana Evans You had the fly office Over there I believe it was on Beverly or 3rd You had on the penthouse I was there When you had the party
3: Right I, Famously and, depicted in uh, The movie Rhyme and Reason Right Biggie and everybody else I was at the party Right You're probably in the movie <laughs> Hey where's my money
2: Um <laughs> So what happens, how do you lose p like how, what happens to that company from the record side? Was it, were you not selling any records,
3: what, right. what, what happened? Well, a few things happened. One, you know, I had most of my big hits as a manager, you know, like Montel was on Def Jam, but the stuff that I, you know, when I got the deal with Loud, it was a big deal. You're talking about that big office and everything I had, you right? Know I mean? So my overhead was crazy. Yeah, I remember I met with Rick Rubin before, and he offered me a deal, but it was gonna be way less money. He was like, "Keep your overhead low." I was like, "What is Rick? Rubin We're talking. Know? What do you know?" <laughs> he wasn't like all hot, like you know, right and all that too. You know what I mean? I was kind of like, "Come on, Rick. I need, mean, I need my own mix show person." Right, I'm, right, right. Corny, you know, and uh, but you know, in retrospect, maybe I was doing it too big. Plus, I think I got a little. Out of touch I wasn't In every club Quite as much And like You know You're talking about Montel Jordan I signed some Questionable things Trying to repeat That formula Which was what? Oh, I'm definitely not naming any names. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Come on. But no, artists that, you know, uh, uh, I did have a dope group out of uh, 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 the Midwest that was like on some little Bone Thug stuff that MAC-10 signed later. But uh, no, but you know, I I was trying to do some R&B hip hop stuff. Uh More like, you know, we'll create dope songs and, you know instead of just finding things that were naturally really great organically like, like fly I've always done my whole career right and thinking that I really knew what was up right but, you know
4: did anybody ever try to pass you their project and you were like nah and then you heard about that artist later on and they kind of blew
3: my ear's too good for that but, <laughs> no, but <laughs> we, we did we did have Eminem's demo at our oh! office oh Right. And it's sad. And it it had that song about driving off the cliff with this girlfriend in the truck. Stan? Stan. You had Stan? A lot of people had it. The thing thing was, that was at the end of my deal with Loud, where my second deal was, after the Def Jam deal. And I had all these groups. I had too many groups, and the deal was kind of coming apart, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Trying to sign another artist wasn't really, you know, that... That would be right. You're like, I can't even keep the stuff I, that I, I got now. I don't even really think that would have been in the bidding forum, per se. But, you know, shout out to uh, JT, Justin Trugman, who did bring the demo to the office, and we heard it. And, you know, if I slept on something, maybe not trying to, like, you know, I almost signed Tyrese to my label. Like, oh. I was really close to signing I mean. Tyrese, too. He, he said some nice stuff about me in his book. Wow, yeah. so... Damn, Paul,
2: Eminem, that's crazy.
3: And
4: Tyrese.
2: Right. Man, hey, you know how I'm, I'm not the biggest Tyrese fan. Um, So, P. Yes. You do all that stuff. Yeah. At what point, because I think at one point you kind of got burnt out a little bit, right? Did you get a little like, uh, obviously, we know the management thing can burn you out. Sure. You had to do the label thing.
3: Well, I won't say I got burnt out, but my career is taking a lot of ups and downs, yeah. and my career certainly wasn't as high profile after that as it had been, you know what I mean? Whether Did people that- stop taking your calls when you weren't as hot? Oh, man, this industry is the yeah. worst. No. The worst. Who's had that your
2: back? Carol? you put on don't even take oh, on. Uh, you're, you're yeah. Speaking to the choir, brother, but who had your back? Like... Through thick and thin. Who was was this like one or two people that you felt like at no definitely at any out, point in def-
3: your career you know you could reach out to? Definitely wanna shout out Josh Levine for putting some money in my pocket when I needed it most, giving me some marketing gigs and stuff. Right. Know? Yeah. It's a short list. There's other people for sure. <laughs> a lot of people. There are a lot of good people that looked out for me. John Singleton more than almost anybody for real. You know what I mean? Right. Um Yeah, I understand. Yeah. You got to really dig to find them
2: people.
4: That's how this industry is.
2: So, what what kept your your juices flowing that you still wanted to do it? That you still because obviously with all the music supervision that you've done up to
3: today, all the films, sure, you know, hustle and flow. Yeah, like we're talking about. I when mean, I was that was, like, that was hustle and flow was really nice for me because it was like I hadn't had something that substantial in a few years you know that I was known for for. who put you on that John John Singleton John Singleton yep Yeah, so like I said, I owe my man a lot. You know, right? You know, and it's crazy too because I was working on—I hadn't worked with John for ten years since we had that little fallout. Yeah, that little fallout. Right. Calls me when and he's working on Fast and Furious too. So he just called you out the blue. You hadn't spoken to him. No, we haven't seen each other. Of course, in everywhere because you know we run the streets. Right. Uh huh. So and we've been getting cooler and cooler. Right. Time went, you know. And then uh, he called me and he said, "I'm working on Fast and Furious too. You want to work with me?" And I said. How more. can I not? Right. And then while he was doing that, he said, here's this other project I'm trying to do. And he gave me the script and I just lost my mind. The hustle saw, and flow. That's how important it was going to be for my career. Right. So I just started. I worked literally on that project for like a year before it even got started. I was just like, what do I do? Right. There's the lesson, kids. Like, if you see something good, go for you it. You got to go for yeah, it. it. Don't You're worry right. about the initial paycheck. Right. Just try to get in where you fit in. Right. You know.
2: So hustle and flow goes on to do what it does. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. All the critical acclaim and yeah. everything. So, then obviously, once that blows in, I'm sure folks are really on you after that.
3: Well, yeah, you know, it's funny, like. Because um, now you're hot again. Well, it helped my music supervision career a lot, you know what I mean? And with certain people, it's added a lot of cachet, but a lot of people in the music industry are funny. It's like if you're not doing what they're doing, right? Right then, they don't, you know. So, no, I, you know, uh,. Man, I got nothing nice to say about most of these industry cats. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> Me and you, you both, know, do. Yeah, but, but, you know, I, I love what I do. I wouldn't know what else to do. To do, so right. When you, when you, the answer to your question was like, what else am I going to do? Like It right. wasn't even like, do I still have the passion for this? It's like, like I don't got no damn choice. Thank you. Right. So it's, it's survival. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, I've been, you know, I've been blessed, man. You know what I mean? And I'm like, right now, I'm just, it feels amazing because, uh, I booked this HBO show called Insecure, which is amazing. Filmmaker named Issa Ray from Baldwin Hills, Crenshaw. Okay, yeah. from the hood. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and I'm working with John Singleton on this show called Snowfall, which is going to be on FX, and uh, it's a pilot right now. But in the trades, they call it Boys in the Hood meets The Wire. Wow. Right. So it's just like I'm working on two. And and Issa's got amazing taste in music, like John. And and her thing is new and current. John's thing is a period piece that takes place in 1982, the year I was a senior in high school. I, oh, the so music, I, you know all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All it, right. And so it's like I have these two dream jobs. You know what I mean? And uh, and my book company is doing really well. Like, you know, it's like this This has been my passion project. You know, I've been building this book company, trying to culturally tell our stories. This is kind of like the natural growth of everything that I've done, the book right. company, right? And uh, we just dropped this book called Definition of Down. It's uh, Darlene Ortiz Memoirs. I see. Shout out first, Darlene. Right, right. Spoke to her two weeks ago. We Got to get said, her on. Yeah, no, yeah. we actually, right. yeah, yeah. she said, she was going. she was going on a book tour we for two to, weeks. Yep, we she went, was going to New York. We went to New York, killed it. We did Hot 97, Vibe, Complex, uh, This is 50, OK Player, uh, Combat Jack. Everything. All of my favorite shows that yeah. you just mentioned, too. There was so, a club in the morning we didn't get, but oh, screw them. Oh, Busters. Oh, oh,
0: <laughs> Shots fired! fired.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's see hey, how you
3: sleep? say people say Hollywood people are fake. Yo, New York people are the worst. Oh, they feel like they don't even gotta get back to you if they don't wanna. Uh, right, what right. You about. right.
2: Well, P, I'm glad that you took the time to come rock with us, dog. Oh man. No um. So how how did you get involved with Darlene's book? Was it done, or did she come with you and say, "I want to work on this"? How did that work?
3: Man, shout out to my man Jeremy. Uh, is working with a company called Primitive, and they hit me up about some using some of her images for a streetwear company. And I hit her up because she's my friend, you know. He figured I'd know her, right? And she was like, "I go, what's going on?" She was, "Oh, I'm working on this book, or I'm trying to get my book going." I said, "Well, you know, I got a book company. And she said, "No, I didn't know that." And so it was like, just from there, it was just so perfect, you know. She had bigger companies that want to do with her, but they wanted her to like really like bastardize, like really kill, right, 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 you know. And that wasn't her thing, you know. And so, and it's amazing story. There's enough dirt in there if you want dirt, but it's also just this great hip hop love story and the whole like all this hip hop history and like uh, anyone who's yes. just in LA or hip hop or the, you know anything like that would love it no shout out to darlene
2: cuz i i've seen her moving around for years obviously and she's just been on one of the most iconic album covers ever <laughs> but i reached out to her a couple weeks ago and I said hey i know you have a book oh, out yeah, yeah. and i'm coming. and i know your your perspective would be come. dope yeah." and she hit me back she's like let me know when I'm yep. going to New York when I come back I'm there
3: exactly yeah no we're really it's it's gonna be our biggest selling book you know it's just come out a couple weeks ago and it's already like blowing getting on like Amazon charts and everything oh. And so yeah it's really kind of putting our company over the edge books on the map she's been giving us big shout outs everywhere talking about how we let her tell her story the way she wanted, wanted to, to tell, tell it. it and you know and all that and, and uh, the pictures are amazing she took all the she was a fan so she's got all these pictures of like the biggest rap stars and people like Mike Tyson they're like so young Young, you know, wow, like, like, you know, Mike Tyson in the Bronx with like Africa Bombardier, just crazy, crazy, yeah, yeah. Will Smith, like, super young. So, P, how does that work?
2: So, she has all these photos that she is that she took herself, right? So, she owns the rights to put them in like a book or something. So, once you take the photo yourself, that becomes your image, you don't then have to
3: speak no, to no. the how does it you, work? Depends what you do with it. Like, we can't make coffee mugs with the Will Smith picture, and like, you know, <laughs> right, we can't make t shirts, even really, probably with any of those pictures. Maybe if we did a collage you know what I mean because there wouldn't be any one particular one that we were you know uh-huh. you know uh, uh, you could do art books prints you know but not nah, merchandising is is another lane so you know you have to be you know but be yeah, careful has, with that right mm-hmm. but she has the right to use those pictures in the book you know right, right you know what's the next book that you have coming out Oh man! Well, we did a deal with Murder Dog, the magazine, where we're re-releasing their content. Really excited about that. That's got like pictures of Little Wayne. He's like 14, almost no tattoos <laughs> wow. and stuff. Right. He's got a bunch of great stuff. We did a book with this young photographer. Uh, Who is he? Uh, Deron Jackson goes by Who Is He? Uh, he was following Kendrick around from like MySpace days. We got so it's like Kendrick and ASAP on the cover. So, you know, we had done the first book with Mike Miller that had all the old school West Coast artists, and this is like all the new artists.
2: Okay, okay,
3: not so much a West Coast thing, but it's like the, the new school of music and things that's going on, which you know, I'm you know Really excited to like I'm really excited to like Talk about the past stuff And like Document the culture And everything But also Being an outlet for new things That are happening too right. You know what I mean Not not be stuck in that are stuck in what? that you know, Right yeah.
2: How do you feel I love the new music I, going I was on. just gonna ask You, man, you like big the Ty, who, 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 Big who, who, Big Ty Dollars Shout out Ty The homie from, man, Ty from man, LA too uh, Ty's a
3: cool cat Hey come holler at me I wanna put you in some Some, some movies and No Ty's a Ty is a cool dude man
2: I met Ty like
3: Five years ago Six years ago But I love bad luck And problems And you know Cat the whole scene just going on I'm a big fan man big, right big um so you're now really living out your
2: dream and it's funny how you were talking about you wanted to be a photographer mm. but it's kind of come full circle when you start talking about doing books and then folks that have all these iconic photos and stuff like that not knowing that you were training yourself back then to really do a lot of the right. things that you're doing now um no, I'm what? really excited, man. What I mean, you got these two movies. Like, what's next? Well,
3: well, hopefully, you know, the the reason I started the book company was because I felt like our culture isn't being represented correctly in Hollywood. So the idea is, and like Darlene's story is a perfect one. Like, look how long it took to get NWA's movies made. Right, right. Hollywood, come holler at us. We got Darlene's story. Right. <laughs> it involves a beautiful young Latina. You know what I mean? Like Selena Gomez, or I don't know who could play her. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Right. But like, you know. There's a real... This is an amazing. Her story's amazing. She had the abusive mom. You know, the, yeah. her story's crazy, you know? So um, just to tell these stories and then hopefully that, you know, I started the company to be hopefully like an urban marvel of sorts where like wow. you know, like we're putting out all this content that eventually gets turned into film and TV content, you know, so...
2: Pete, through your journey, yeah. do you, and especially being so entrenched in hip-hop, being... how How... Were black folks responding to? You? Did you know you being white and not? There not being that many white folks that I think that urban, the urban Americans felt that were really sincere about right. maybe their music and not just taking advantage, which most did think that. Like, how how was your relationship? How did they look at you? Like, did your did you
3: being white ever play? It, I think it played always. You know, I remember Coolio when he found me, he's like, Yeah, I want a white manager. And that mortified me being from Baldwin Hills on the street with a black judge and a black brain surgeon. You know what I mean? Like to me that mentality yeah. is not right. healthy, you know what right. I mean? Right. But um, you know, so I, I but I've definitely been discriminated against that I was white a couple times at least, you know, and I've certainly reaped the benefits of being white on numerous, <laughs> right. numerous occasions, you know. You know what I mean? so, P, so had you ever been in like a, a meeting. I certainly don't get pulled over as much as my homies. <laughs> I certainly don't get pulled over Man, And driving sure. in them same neighborhoods You know um, <laughs> Had you ever been in a meeting Where folks felt like They could be comfortable And say something
2: Not even be comfortable time. Where they were like You know you know, They didn't really want to deal With the brothers So hey P's um, the, P is that guy Who sure. can talk to them And then come back And talk to I'm us sure
3: I'm sure. I mean, no one ever come out and... and least say that. No, no, no. But, you know, I pitched myself as that to right. before. Like, you know nobody want to talk to your ass. You know, <laughs> right. Put me in there, you know? Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, you know, like, I, who am I... I'm a, I, From the situation I came from, my upbringing, who am I going to be racist against? All, right. All the black people that were nice to me yeah. when I grew right. up as a kid? <laughs> uh-huh. White people, like, self-hate, you know what I mean? So, like, I you know, I don't understand the racist, like, bone... Right, You know, the gene. I don't have it. I hate it. Right. In all forms, you know, uh, any ignorance. So I just try to avoid it. And I just try to, you know, promote, you know, uh, all positive things, though. White people can get on my nerves, though. I will say that, yeah, you know. Man. They be tripping. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, you know... Uh, I just feel blessed, you know, that I was able to have the kind of upbringing that I've had and be accepted the way I've been accepted. Right. So, you know, if, if someone doesn't accept me, hey, I understand that. You know, it's that's their prerogative. You know what I mean? So I never forced myself. I, I've had so many. I'm the honorary. And I've had so many experiences where, like, people are telling me I'm so, you know, I'm so accepted by so many people, you know.
2: I think really because, Peter, I mean, I've known you, Paul, probably. go. I'm going back to the Entertainment Basketball League. So I'm going back to. You're going to age us 90 Without aging I'm trying to look young (laughs) Right I'm just saying From the time that I know You've always been the same well, you know, I, for the I, most part, all, you've always been like a cool
3: dude, accessible. I've seen you out, right. you were always cool. We all pull our pant legs up one at a time. I don't think because you discovered somebody who sold a bunch of records or something, you're supposed to be special or something. You know what I mean? Come on, let you know. Hopefully, people have better training than that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and all the ups and downs I've had in my career have certainly like uh, uh, humbled me if for I wasn't sure. humbled before. You know what I mean? So, right. You know, but um, you know, like I said, man, I when you meet a lot of people that are like my community is interesting because like i said we have all the those intelligent like you know successful black role models but we right above the jungle so i said there's that unique like Issa who does the insecure show on hbo which is amazing everyone's got to watch it you know she she had done this web series called the misadventures of an awkward black girl and got much success off that took it all the way to hbo if that's not inspirational in in hollywood where the lack of such a terrible lack of roles for women of color. Color, absolutely. You know, but so a lot of us from that neighborhood, we have this really diverse kind of thing where like we understand, you know, a lot of different. So I feel very grateful, you know what I mean? AM Cafe Morning and Show. And i stay in the hood. Right. <laughs>
2: Still, my man Paul Stewart, man, rocked with us for this whole hour. Paul, how can folks find you again? Social media, wise yeah, and yeah. all that.
3: Well, please check out Over the Edge Books, and I can be reached through that and all our social media, but I'm at Paul underscore DJP underscore Stewart at Instagram. That's really the main social media. I mean, I'm on Facebook, too. Right. But, you but know, that's the, that's the you best really way. If you really want to reach me, you reach me on Instagram yeah. like that, or, you know, email me or something. Yeah. My is out there Go to Over the Edge Books Go find it If you email over there Yeah go for, If you email over There's books I'm gonna get it Right it.
2: Yeah. AM Caffeine Morning Shows in the building man Ron C Yeah. That's 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 gems right there dude That's Jules dude Done. Folks don't understand Done. That's why I wanted Paul here Just so folks can realize And like he said The ups and downs And but I feel he's contributed so much to the culture. Thank you. That I wanted to be able to. And I and I, I know the cat. So I wanted to be able to ask him questions that I've always wanted to ask him. And Caffey Morning Show's in the building. How we get down, man. We'll be back next week. You guys enjoy the rest of your, your day. Ron C. Rhea Bia. Hopefully uh, Smooth D will be back. Have- Anybody got some money to bail money? Because I know he's locked up. I don't. Oh well, then stay there. Oh, over the weekend—that's the worst to be in LA County, too. Not like I know. I just know some of the homies that been there. AM, Kathy, morning show. Before we get out the building, around C, rear beer. In, in your, your mouth. mouth. Thanks, P. Thank you.